Blog Talk Radio. My name is Raina Starr. With me, as always, is my fantastic co-host, Star Bustamante. The 415 is brought to you by Desperate House Witches and The Wild Hunt. Check out wildhunt.org. Give it all of your support. Please note that the opinions shared today on this show belong to me and those of my co-host and are not a reflection on The Wild Hunt or any of its subsidiaries. So, just to give you all a little other warning, there's going to be swearing today, and it's probably oh, going no. to be me. Oh, yeah. No, not swearing. So, there's a, I know. So, I'm in a mood, therefore, there will be there will be cursing. If you have any littles, this would be the time to get them out of the room. You have been warned. Okay. But we're going to start with Simone Biles, and we're going to start with the Olympics. And I just got to say, I have, you know, I posted on Facebook, you lazy ass can't even get up and get your own socks, and you are going to rag on this woman who has given her heart and soul for this country, who has been through sexual abuse and all kinds of unspeakable things in addition to the horrific schedule. I don't know if anyone who is bashing her or has bashed her has even paid attention to what it takes to make an Olympic athlete, much less a gold, a multiple, multiple gold medal winner. She's amazing. She deserves our support, certainly not any derision, especially going through hard times emotionally and physically. You know, there's a whole bunch of Christians out there screaming and other people screaming about how she's not representing the country and she's this and she's that. Shut the hell up. Just shut up. I'm just over it with these people. Come on. And she pulled herself to get... Mind you, after all of the nonsense she had to put up with, she pulled herself together and came back and won bronze. Really? I would love to see any one of these people giving her crap do anything, much less get a gold medal or a bronze medal or win place or show in the swimming pool, much less be a gymnast. Do these people even know what a balance beam is? I'm so I'm just angry. Can you tell? Well, I think that um, there's some really good things to to come out of this, uh, where Biles is concerned. First of all, it really shines a light on um, mental health, and has yeah. provided other celebrities and uh, people in the public view to really speak out about uh, mental health issues. And so it's, yep. it's, it's really, and, and, I'm, and frankly, I'm, I think that considering the year and a half that we've all been through in dealing with the pandemic, mm-hmm. that yeah. there are some pretty widespread levels of trauma that are being experienced by everyone and um uh, Depression and um, mental instability and other issues are not just, they don't just happen happen to celebrities or, you know, they don't discriminate. Much like, much like the pandemic, um, these types of issues are, uh, are, they don't discriminate. If you're under high pressure, high amount of stress, uh, like uh, Biles has been, uh, yeah, it, it's not uncommon. Uh, I saw an interview with um, 
Michael Phelps, who, as you may recall, is a um, past uh, Olympian and uh, is also won more gold medals than I think anyone. And uh, he spoke he, in that interview. He talked about the amount of pressure that these athletes are under and the pressure to perform and, you know, in representing mm-hmm. your country and the, the toll that that, that that can take. Uh, so uh, I think anybody with a brain is, has applauded her for the stance that she's taken and, um, and speaking out. And, and I think that it's also important to note that it, it wasn't just her saying, I don't feel well that she was being evaluated mm-hmm. on a daily basis by um, multiple yep. experts uh, and assessing yep. her as to whether or not it was safe for her to participate. And uh, in uh, an interview, uh, I think Sunday or maybe Monday, she talked about how she couldn't do things that was, that was twisty, basically, that she couldn't tell which way was up or down, uh, which anybody who watched her, um, the one exercise that she did participate in, which was, uh, or competition, which was the balance beam. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did not do any kind of, uh, any kind of the moves that have made her famous as far as those wonderful right. Twisting spirals and that are just absolutely insane and crazy to uh, in difficulty. She did not do any of that uh, on her dismount. She did uh, basically what amounts to, I believe, uh, a double pike, and she really held on to her thighs as she dismounted in in that um, in that double pike, which is basically like a couple of, of somersaults with the legs out straight. Uh, and yeah. even the commentators said that 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 was you know that a lot of gymnasts use that of that putting the hands on the on the backs of the thighs in that move because it does provide stabilization and so it was a way for her to stay grounded as she as she dismounted and and not get caught up in the in the spinning of of the dismount. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean this is a huge this is a hugely important issue and. Uh, you know, you cannot help but the fact that she is a black woman has made it so much worse. And uh-huh. some of the things that have been said online are just classic examples of absolute racism. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's just no, it, it's pretty, it was pretty stunning. Uh, as I was watching as this was unfolding, you know, monitoring Twitter and, and other social media platforms. And some of the things that people said were just, I mean, just absolutely awful. Uh, we should be celebrating her for her uh, her ability to say, to, to, not, to not allow herself to be forced into, per, you know, into performing when she really wasn't wasn't well and could have been been injured, uh, not to mention the fact that by her stepping aside, it allowed for uh, people like uh, Samisa uh, Lee to actually get a gold in the all around competition, mm-hmm. uh, and and, yeah. and some some others to to have medals because. But she, her point was that she did not want to. She did not want to detract from the team either. So, I mean, all around, just a great choice uh, on, you know, I'm, she took it. It, wasn't, it was a hard choice to make, but I think that she made the right choice by, by doing that because it kept her safe. It kept the team, um, you know, together, cohesive, and they still brought home uh, a number of medals. You know, the other thing that this brings up, and there have been some articles online that really highlight the amount of bias by the Olympic Committee. Mm-hmm. And in, just in the clothing, the difference. Before you, but before you go into that, I just, I just want to do one more thing about, about specifically about Simone Biles. I remember when Michael Phelps came out 
with, you know, having mental struggles. I remember when his marijuana use came out, and I do not recall the this level of attack on him. So it's not, it, you know, and, I, and this dovetails into what I think you're about to talk about. But the sexism, the racism, the sexism is just mind-boggling. Because I do, I mean, I know he went through some shit, but not like this. No one, no, no one questioned his ability like this. Uh, so this has just pissed me off on multiple levels. I apologize for interrupting. Please continue. No, not at all. Well, and you're and you're correct. No one compared him to a jungle animal. Okay. Um, Absolutely not. Uh, it was much more viewed as, you know, unfortunate and, you know, and he got some blowback on the marijuana use, but, but nothing like what has been directed uh, towards uh, Simone Biles. And, but I will say also that she is a really strong base of supporters and people who have encouraged others to support her and they have made a point to get her story yeah. out. And I, and I think that that's really important. Now, where I was going next I agree. was just the disparity in what the regulations are for men and women that is dictated by the Olympic Committee, which is made up of largely oh, yeah. white men, older white men. Um, a couple yeah. of cases in point here. Um, one of the uh, volleyball teams, was penalized and fined because they refused to wear bikinis. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to go into great detail here, but if you want to go online and search, you can you can find the what the regulations are for the uniform or outfit that female athletes are required to wear. And it is very specific on how much of the buttocks uh, your uniform may cover. And it's very specific. Um, There were two cases this year of teams being fined and penalized because they refused to wear uh, either bikinis or the short leotard that most gymnasts wear. Um, I think it was the Netherlands team that – said we're not going to do that they wore full-length leotards uh which does nothing to obscure the fine form of and musculature of the gymnast uh but basically they're like when our ass is hanging out we're wearing a full leotard you know like it fine you know fine us penalize us but i mean this has got to change there is absolutely you know I get the point of you want good lines because that is part of the performance of the gymnast is to be able uh-huh. to see the musculature of the body as they're doing their floor exercises or their vaults or whatever. I get that. But to insist that they wear, you know, that they cannot wear a full-length leotard that stretches from, you know, basically neck to ankle is patently absurd. It is misogynistic. Um, it there is there is absolutely no, you know, physical reason. It does not, you know, inhibit their ability to to perform. Uh, it's no. just purely a visual visual thing uh, coming from a you know a committee that is that is clearly biased. Um, uh huh. So. I think I think there's going to be more pushback on this, and I think that uh, eventually they're going to have to change it. The other thing, like with the bikinis, that that uh-huh. team wanted to wear shorts, okay, and they mm-hmm. were yeah. fined because they they would not wear bikini bottoms, okay. Also, patently absurd. They're, you know, the men, if you look at the difference between what the women can wear and what the men can wear in those sports, I mean, the men who do, you know, who perform in gymnastics where, you know, their legs are almost always covered, 
when it mm-hmm. comes to the floor exercise and vaulting and the mm-hmm. uneven bars. Uh, and when it comes to volleyball, I want you to go back, you know, yep. to anybody out there listening, I want you to go and look at what the fucking men were wearing for um, for volleyball, um, beach, I'm talking beach volleyball here, and what the women mm-hmm. are forced to wear. The, the men are wearing loose yeah. tank tops and fucking shorts, okay, and sometimes baggy shorts, but the women can't even wear Bermuda tight. shorts. That's right. Yeah, tight. Bermuda-style shorts you know. and long shorts. Yep. Oh, I agree. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's just a bunch of fucking bullshit. Um, and until uh-huh. enough people stand up and say, you know what, we're not fucking doing that. You know, they, all the women should just boycott the Olympics the next round if this is what they plan to stick with because it's bullshit. You know, hey, if you're comfortable in, you know, I mean, how can it not affect your uh, your performance if you're if you're uncomfortable? It can't. Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, there's no way there's no way that it cannot Im- impact you. And and plus, I mean, it's just misogynistic as hell. It just is. So that's that's where I stand. You know, it, it just on top of all of the bullshit that Biles has had to put up with. Then you got this other issue, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. You know, they they need to fucking fix it. I feel an editorial coming on. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, my. Um, well, I got to tell you, I know how to cure it. Let me roll my fat ass up in there with half my shit hanging out. Big ass belly, big butt hanging under the cheeks of the shorts, of the bikini bottoms. I want, let me put on a standard a standard Olympic outfit approved for women. Let me tell you what, it will scare enough people that they will never ask for that shit again. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's my opinion. I can well, look at so that other- men don't ever want to look at that again. <laughs> you old men. Well, and I want, I want to also point out that, um, you know, in addition to all the usual pressures that, these amazing athletes have have been under to perform. On top of it, they still have the pandemic to uh, to oh, yeah. deal with. There have been there yep. have been over there's been like a over a hundred percent increase in uh, cases just in the last uh, just in the last week. Um, yep. As of uh, as of today. There have been, in Japan, there have been, uh, hang on a second, let me pull this up. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. I don't know why it won't let me see that. Um, but there, there's been a marked increase in uh, in, in cases. Yeah. In like, so they also have to worry about not, you know, getting uh, infected. Uh, a number of athletes that that did uh, compete have had, you know, there was uh, one of the, uh, I think it was in the 400 meter, uh, one of the female athletes not only had COVID that she had to recover from to be able to compete, but also had some serious injuries. And so this is something, you know, as, as of today, there have been uh, 14,000 new cases uh, just, just today in Japan. So, I mean, so this is an ongoing thing and only about a third of uh, the population in Japan has been vaccinated, uh, you know, and, and leading up to the games, there, there were protests. There were people that did not during the opening ceremonies. You could apparently hear mm-hmm. uh, the protesters outside of of the venue, um, you know, and, of course, the, the games were also uh, conducted with no, with no uh, participation. There were relatively few spectators and uh, so they've all so in addition to all of the other pressures 
the normal pressures mm-hmm. that these athletes would have to endure. They're playing to an empty house. Uh, they're in a country where a large percentage of the population is not happy about all of these uh, people coming from other places and possibly bringing more infection with them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So there's so there's there's all all of all of that for them to to deal with. And you're talking about uh, approximately fifteen thousand uh, participants that uh, that came into Japan and stayed in the Olympic Village. So. Yeah, I'm I'm just astounded. And you know, here's the thing. COVID was already bad. Now we're dealing with this Delta variant. Now we're dealing with people screaming about their freedom because they don't want to get vaccinated. And, you know, not for nothing, but I, maybe this is passive eugenics. Maybe this is the way we thin the herd. I don't know. If people are going to make and, – and now I am not saying that people who can't get the vaccination should. I'm talking about the whining that I'm hearing about freedom, which is not the same thing. And according to what I heard today, they are now expecting, and I don't know if this is bullshit because I heard this secondhand, um, that there's a, a variant that they're calling doomsday. Have you heard anything about this or is this bullshit? I'm assuming I it's bullshit. Anything, but I have been uh, I have been offline most of of the day leading up to uh, right now. Yeah, our broadcast. Leading up to the show. So, uh, right. But I'm going to look right now and see if I see anything with the name Doomsday on it. Um, you know, peop- and this is how bad information, doomsday COVID variant, let's see, ample chance, yeah. okay, so this is, this is an ABC affiliate. Um, I'm, I've got news US, pulled up, that, and, uh, yep, and apparently it's real. Go ahead. Well, okay, so, I'm, first of all, let me just say that, um, you know, where we are in the U.S. for cases as of uh, right this minute, okay, this is this is using Worldometer, which is uh, pretty accurate. They pull from multiple sources. Right now, with only, you know, not every state reporting, because sometimes you don't get those numbers until late in the day, uh, like, for instance, right. California, California has not yet. They don't have the numbers yet for California, for Tennessee, um, uh, for Alabama, and some of the other places that have, that have had hot spots. Right at this minute, yeah. we're at, at uh, over 81,000 cases. And yesterday, there were 112 uh thousand cases over 112,000 cases uh reported and uh 656 wow. new deaths um so i mean you know if you look at the uh, right now in the US there are over 5 million uh 5.7 million active cases okay uh Wow. We are we are we are going in the wrong direction here. Um, yeah, you know. So the fact that um, what they're saying about this doomsday variant, which is, I mean, yeah, could they have picked a worse name? Um, they're Seriously. calling it the Del- Delta version on steroids. Um, but they're but they're saying that this is something that could emerge. There's not actually right. um, there's not actually yet a variant uh, that has emerged By that is state. worse than okay right. And so we have talked about this okay. before. You know, sooner or later, 
there's going to be a variant that affects children. Um, and it's really a, sure. a race against the clock to get being developed for children and uh, mm-hmm. the, to protect them. Because sooner or later, you know, already we've seen that the Delta uh, variant is having more of an impact on younger children than what has been seen in in the previous variants that that are that are out there. Um, Delta is, yeah. is the worst. Um, I just listened yep. this morning to where they were talking about uh, you know the impact of whether or not people who if like say let's say that you've had uh covid-19 you've had and you had the delta variant should you still get vaccinated and pretty much yeah. every expert worth their salt has said yes you should because just because you've had it doesn't mean you know the amount of antibodies that a person can have in, you know from being infected vary greatly from person to person so you should still go get vaccinated if if you can, um, you know. I, and I think that one of the things that's probably going to happen here within within the next few weeks is that the FDA is is going to uh, go full authorization or approval on uh, Pfizer is is the first in the pipeline for that. Um, and Moderna will be mm-hmm. will follow soon soon after, and so a lot mm-hmm. of people have said, well, it's emergency use only, and I don't feel comfortable with that. Um, the authorization for emergency use for the Pfizer vaccine was based on uh, clinical trial data of uh, mm-hmm. a little over uh, twenty thousand vaccinated individuals. Um, that then they followed up with uh, two months after that. And there were the same number of people who only got the placebo in, in, in that clinical trial. And, and so they followed, followed up with these people, you know, after two months, and then everyone after at least six months. Uh, but now, so that was, that was the data that they used to go to the FDA to present before the FDA and say, this is what we have from, uh, you know, these uh, roughly 21,700 people that got the vaccine. And then here's our placebo group, which is like a control group uh, of who, you know, just got the placebo, did not get the vaccine. Um, these are what we've determined are, you know, possible side effects. And um, so, but now when you consider that millions of people have gotten the vaccine, they have much better uh, data and we're coming up on, you know, if you consider, okay, so, for most of us who were able to to get the vaccine as soon as it was available, we got, you know, our first mm-hmm. vaccination in March, our uh, second in yeah. April. Right. Uh, you know, and so there's some lag time on that for other people. Um, but we're kind of, you know, we'll be coming up on six months here very soon as far as, you know, and we already know that there have been, uh, you know, some side effects, but nothing major. So I think that uh, once the FDA, they have more data to look at, um, which amounts yeah. to, you know, tens of thousands of pages of, of information. And before they right. go with full authorization, they want they want to they want to see all of that and make sure there are no adverse adverse effects. Um, but right. for people to use use that as an excuse to not get the vaccine, uh, you know, this is just more data. And um, I don't personally know of anybody who has had 
such an adverse reaction that their life was in danger from getting either the Pfizer or the Moderna uh, vaccine. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was dog sick for two days after the Moderna, va- the second Moderna vaccine. But you know what? I'll take the two days of sick over a fucking intubation because I can't fucking breathe or to be hooked up to a ventilator and die without my family around me. Yeah, you know what? I'll put up with the inconvenience of aches and pains for a couple. I mean, it was literally 48 hours. And I was prepared for it because all of my friends, uh, we compared notes. We talked about it. We talked about, you know, what happened to you? What happened to you? What happened to you? You know, were you, were you, did you have a fever? Did you feel sick? Did you throw up? Did you have aches? Did you have pain? You know, and I mean, a lot of it was varied, but a lot of it was very similar. So I knew, have lots of liquids available, uh, a, a, a nice shower a few times a day, uh, would relieve some of the aches and pains and, and just make you feel overall better. Uh, extra sleep, always good when you're not feeling well anyway. I mean, there, you know, there's certain things. You compare notes with folks who have been through it. Don't go to people who have no fucking clue and, and expect to know what's actually happening. You know, ask your friends what they've been through. You know, I'm sure, I mean, I haven't met anybody personally who's had the vaccination, both sets, uh, who has regretted it. I have not, I've not one person in my life has regretted it. Even folks who yeah. were resistant at first to getting it came back and said, you know what, I'm glad I did it. I, after seeing what has happened to either members of my family or friends, or friends, family, whatever, that people are just, you know, they're breathing a little bit of a sigh of relief, even folks who were so resistant up front. The thing I'm fearing is, is that there is going to be a large swath of people who just literally die because it's their way of owning the libs. It's, you know what I mean? That attitude of, I'm not going to do this because you don't, because you want me to. Because Now, first of all, here's the hysterical thing, in case people forgot. The fast tracking on the vaccinations was done under Trump. People don't seem to remember (laughs) that he is the one that actually pushed to get a vaccination as fast as possible. Okay, so the fact that the person... First of all, he's definitely had the vaccinations. We already know he had COVID. I'm assuming he got the vaccination after. So obviously there is a good point. Even if you've had COVID, it's not like you're immune. Get the vaccinations anyway because there are more versions of this thing, and they're more deadly as they come. So protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. And don't, you know, if, if you feel like you're not sure, call a doctor because a doctor knows more than your friends and your doctor knows more than you do, okay? I would trust the doctor before well, I trust anybody else. Well, and the other thing I want to emphasize is that, okay, so even though they did the initial clinical trials for emergency approval, you know, they, they – mm-hmm. It's much harder for them to extract accurate data from what's being what's happening as far as what would be considered field work or uh, you know yes it gives them an indication of you know possible adverse effects that they might have missed uh, but mm-hmm. there are, trials have been ongoing in all of this uh, in order for yeah. them to have more data so that when they go you know in order to have full approval, but also it's not just adverse effects. Um, so involves the, the production, uh, you know, these trials have to have the appropriate controls and, uh, you know, and testing has to be done. And it's not just the, you know, the, the substance itself, um, but also, right. How the how the how the drug is 
is, you know, what they're deriving it from, how it's actually made into a product, how it's put into vials. Mm -hmm. That whole process has to be inspected from beginning to end. Um, And there there are a lot of steps in order for that to happen. Um, And and I think that Mm -hmm. we will probably see full approval for first the Pfizer and then the, the Moderna in, in probably within the, the next few weeks, if not by the, by the end of August, beginning of September, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, plus let's not, you know, I mean, it takes a lot of money to bring a drug to market is, oh, yeah. I mean, super expensive. Um, so, there's really at this point i can find no reason why i would rather take a chance on mm-hmm. some weird you know and trust me if somebody's going to have some weird fucked up reaction to a drug it's going to be me um and it's going to be you. other than other than <laughs> you know feeling like somebody dropped a hammer on my head for uh for a couple of days and being tired, and uh, it was it was not anything near as bad as you know. I you see these people that were you know making statements before they ended up going you know being intubated, and um, you know, and mm-hmm. then were left with lung damage so severe that they had to have you know they're on the list for lung transplants. Uh, there's sure. uh, where was the representative? Was it Iowa, Kansas, one of the Midwestern states where uh, he was a representative? I, I, I think can't, Kansas. I can't remember. Might have been Kansas, but that he was in the hospital for like ten months and now needs a liver transplant. And he was one of those mm-hmm. people who said, you know, I'm not going to get the vaccine, blah 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 blah. And he got he got the he got it, and it almost killed him. Yep. There's a lot of that. I'm telling you, there's a lot of that, and it's unfortunate that some people are are going to have to lose someone before it comes home to them that it's something that has to happen. Um, while we're on the subject. But before we continue, please check out wildhunt.org. Give it all your support. Pagan paper of record. Check out wildhunt.org. Okay, so the other thing, you know, aside from worrying about who's going to carry it, who's going to have it, because it's now obviously been proven that people who are partially vaccinated are somewhat protected but can transfer the variant from one person to another, just as people who are fully vaccinated now, we know, can transfer this from one person to another. So we are now back in a situation where masks are starting to be mandated, as far as I know, everywhere. Um, I know where I work, the mask mandate has gone back into effect, and Uh, I also want to mention that per the Department of Justice, there is no law stopping your employer from requiring you to get the vaccination. And if you don't, you will have to be tested weekly. You will have to follow all of the masking protocols as they were originally. And you could be compelled to actually Pay for the testing yourself if you refuse. And I think because the testing, I had a friend who was just traveling between countries, and I was informed that every checkpoint testing, minimum of $100 per test. Now, I don't know about you, but the people I know cannot afford to take that kind of a $400 hit just for a COVID test every week. I mean, you know, monthly. Um, So it's going to hit people in the wallets. You're going to, you know, see cases of employers who are now demanding in the federal government it's a mandate, in healthcare facilities 
Uh, it is the way of things, and it is going to happen a lot more in the private sector. Um, I know some companies that are discussing it, even as we're doing this broadcast about compelling people to get the vaccination, or there will be a different set of rules for those vaccinated and those not. And that will be interesting. There are some companies that are actually uh, saying that vaccinated employees can work their regular hours and unvaccinated employees will have to work another shift. There's all kinds of things that are being bandied about and experimented with as ways to deal with this. But I must implore folks, the best way to deal with it is to get the vaccinations. They are available. It is not like it was five months ago where I was calling, I mean, five months ago I was calling everywhere trying to get appointments, just trying to find appointments for me and my husband and my son to get a vaccine. Um, also, folks who went to a private facility, I also want to mention this because I just found this out. Some private facilities were so overwhelmed that if a booster becomes available, they are not planning to administer it at some private facilities. Please, when a third booster is available, or first booster, I should say, um, please check with the places that you went to to make sure you can go back to that same facility and get that shot when the time comes. Uh, again, some places were so overwhelmed that they are not doing it again. I do not believe that includes any of the drugstores. That is not a CVS. That is not a Walgreens, et cetera, et cetera. I'm talking about private facilities because I went to a private facility. Okay. I just want to let folks know about that because I found well, that I, out I because I called ahead and I said, will you be offering a third shot should one become available? And they said, no, we do not currently have the manpower, nor do we plan to do the booster. So that's just another point right. of information. But well, and I, I think you're, I think you're going to see a big push to really try and get people their first and second shot before they start even trying to roll out uh, any kind of booster or recommend a third shot. And regardless yeah. of what yeah. is happening in this country, um, yeah around the world there are it's there's so much irony in the fact that we have people in this country who refuse to get vaccinated and there are people that are just waiting and hoping to not die mm-hmm. for their chance to get the shot yeah. in uh yeah many other countries not just developing you know i mean I, I think there is this perception that in, uh, you know, that this is just a problem in developing nations, and which it is, and not, not, to, uh, not to downplay that at all. But, right. there, I mean, only a third of Japan's population is, is vaccinated. Uh, a lot of countries that are major uh, first world countries their populations are still not not fully vaccinated, um, so it's the irony of that we have all have access to this, mm-hmm. and people are not getting it. Is and yeah. that we have legislators who are making it more difficult, especially in the state legislatures, that are making it. You know. Yeah the programs that that could help people to get vaccinated so that if you want to go and get a shot and you, let's say that you feel really crappy the next day and Oh, we have lost our co-host. But in the meantime, while we're waiting for the co-host to come back, um, yes, it is crappy that we have legislatures who are making it difficult or trying to get people to not get the vaccination for whatever their political gain might be, which is all absurd. I don't understand. It doesn't seem to make any sense whatsoever 
to not want your people to survive just because you want to sidle up to Trump. It just doesn't, I don't get it. Well, but I don't even think that, I mean, the logic of that is, is beyond any sanity or reasonable, uh, you know, you, I, I don't know how they personally justify it. Uh, I don't know. But to make to make it to make it more difficult for people to get the vaccine to to uh, present <laughs> measures that can help slow the spread. Uh, I mean, we know that masks mm-hmm. work. Uh, that there they are do. states that have washing your hands. Have, yeah, yeah. Well, and that there are states that are mandating, you know, that, that are making it illegal to mandate uh, mask wearing or or vaccines or any of that is it's absolutely. Uh, insane. So uh, I don't I don't know where we go from here. Uh, I, I think most of the experts are kind of stymied on, uh, you know, what this portends for the future because it could be really problematic. I mean, if you think about if you go back to the 1950s when the polio vaccine uh, became available, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. people were lined up around the block to get themselves and then their kids vaccinated so that that their kids would never experience the horrible effects of of polio Mm -hmm. and i think that covid has the potential to have the same impact not the same but a similar impact in people who developed long covid uh yeah potential for it to be as devastating um a disease that has long-term effects um, exists. So why would you take the chance of exposing, of being exposed to that or having to experience that um, when you can get a vaccine for free? Okay. I'd like to stress that it's free. free. Um, And in a lot of states, there are programs that, you know, that employers can offer to their employees that if they need to take time off, the employer can compensate them and not even be out of pocket. So, exactly. This is not, exactly. This is not going that was away. One of the president's last speeches. Yeah, it's not going away. And here's the thing. And I hear this bullshit or argument all the time. I don't know what the long-term effects, uh, long-term effects are of the vaccination. Let me tell you something. We know that the damn disease itself can kill you. So if that isn't a, a detour or, or something to deter you from, from keeping this idea of, well, something might happen if I get the vaccination, we know what can if you don't, okay? Anything from horrible illness in a hospital to death. And we do, and we're still trying to figure out, as as Star just said, the long the long range effects of long haul COVID, where someone is having symptoms months and months after the fact. Uh, who knows what kind of lung damage is happening to folks who have already suffered it? Um, I, I'm just going to tell you, if I had to pick, cer- mostly certain death against. Probably getting out of it okay. I'm going to go for the getting it out of it probably okay situation. I think it's the only thing that really makes sense. But, hey, maybe that's just me. Um, So while we have, like, 12 minutes left (laughs) and we have done our our COVID talk for the day, uh, let's move on to the Capitol hearings. Why not? I mean, (laughs) that's still a thing, folks. We have to we have to walk and chew gum at the same time. I know sometimes it's a it's a lot for me this week. I'll tell you, um, there's been more than once where I've said to Star, I can't hold all of these things in my brain at once. It hurts and I'm tired. But the Capitol hearings. I don't know if anybody has listened to to what happened. Um, what is it? A week ago now week and a half maybe the testimony of of the capitol policemen who were being attacked who were in fear of their lives um this is one of the most frightening things i've ever seen on video 
and it's it's not a third world country it's right here in our capital and we have republican senators still trying to pass it off after hearing the horrors or purposely ignoring the testimony as some of them actually had the nerve to admit um how they could even think that this is okay. I don't understand the the cutoff in the brain after hearing just some of this, after seeing these videos where you could possibly try to pass this off as, oh, it's just another day in Congress. It's not. It, this is horrible. This is a terrible thing. And it was brought on at the insistence of one person, and we know that. Um, because the conversation between Kevin McCarthy when he called Donald Trump and said, "We, you know, we need help here. There's, there's things going on," and and Trump was like, "Well, I guess they care more than you do," which obviously shows you that is your proof, point blank, positive that he was enjoying this insurrection. He is the progenitor of this insurrection, and it would not surprise me if he tries to do it again. I have no evidence of this. I'm just saying knowing the ego involved and how he is still uh, throwing around this, it got stolen, it got stolen nonsense, and how people believe this even though all the evidence points otherwise. And, you know... I tried to I, I tried to watch the news last night. I do try, but oh my God, we came so close, so close. It only took one or two people to maybe be on his side, and he would still be president right now through theft, through the theft of our election. We are so lucky that people of sound mind and good character were at the at the levers those days because all of this could have been really for naught. Well, I think you, you not only that, but you have to look at what they're trying to do with uh, state election boards okay. uh, moving yep. forward. And um, you know, the the one thing that I would urge all of our listeners to do is you have got to show up. You've got to be present every friggin' day um, when your state legislature is trying to pass uh, bills that affect uh, state election boards that will make it, you know, where they can replace uh, election board members uh, willy-nilly that are going to support their cause one way or the other. Um, you know, there has to be a, a, a process in, in place. And, I mean, and there is one, but they're, they really want to change it and make it uh, to where they can just gerrymander things in any which way that they, what they, want, that they want. And I would also urge anyone who has not listened to the testimony last uh, week ago this past Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, before the uh, the select committee th- to do so. Um, also, the New yeah. York Times has, has made uh, freely accessible uh, footage from January 6th that had previously not been seen before, and it is, it is truly horrific. Uh, and it is. It's scary. scary. All of the officers that have come forward and testified that day, there were four, um, have, uh, you know, been maligned to one degree or another by, um, by the right wing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they, did, they showed up and they did their jobs and uh, were called names, were beaten, were assaulted. Uh, Fanoni, in particular, had his own taser taken and, and his gun taken away from him and was repeatedly mm-hmm. had his taser used on him. Um, you know, you can even hear in some of the footage where they're, they're actively talking. You can, cause his, his, 
body cam was running this whole time. And they were actively yep. talking about, you know, let's shoot him. Let's shoot him with his own gun. Um, yep. And and you're right. We we came very, very close that day. And it's only because of the integrity of the Capitol Police uh, and the D.C. Metro Police that members of Congress and the Senate and and I might add, Vice President Vice President Pence were all safe, uh, largely due to those mm-hmm. to those efforts. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's pretty horrific. I, I would urge. There's tons of places where you can watch the footage of both the uh, testimony and the footage from that day. Um, and several of the officers used the word terrorist when speaking about the insurrectionists. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And, and and that's because that's what they are. They were terrorists. If, if they were anything other than American citizens that attacked our capital, uh, they would have been called terrorists. And these were domestic terrorists. And there really is no other name for them. They intended to, to halt the legal process and action of Congress, and uh, that's not how things work in this country at all. I fucking hope not. But to, to put a point on it, I want you to think about the fact, just imagine you and everyone you know voted in an election, and it is election night. And you know how your county votes. You're a bunch of folks with like-minded ideals. And somebody decides at the last minute to throw out the person who is over your, your county or district, and they, that person gets replaced with an appointee of somebody from the other team, as it were. And your vote doesn't matter anymore because that's what they're going for. That's what's happening. They are looking for ways to write into law, ways that they can stop you from having your voice heard. That's what the insurrection was about. That's what all these new laws trying to replace democratically appointed people with lackeys for Trump or his like. Just know our democracy is a very tenuous thing, and it must be guarded every day. I know we were all super happy and excited when Joe got into office because it was bringing an end to the Trump time. I am telling you that time is not over. Please do not rest on what we have right now because we saw how quickly it could be taken away from us. It is important to stay vigilant all the time. Okay, we had our celebration, but now we have to all watch and we all have to call out the bullshit as it's happening because the Republicans, specifically the Trump supporters, not all Republicans, but the Trump people, the QAnons, all of that style, they are looking to undo democracy for their own power and their own ends. You see how Trump is fighting getting his taxes released? Because he knows. He knows he has broken laws. He knows he is guilty. He knows he has been double dealing with Russia. And he has acted on Russia's behalf. These are all facts. This isn't shit I made up. Go check it out. This is why the DA is trying to get his tax returns there. The truth is out there. Someone who's innocent doesn't have stuff to hide like this. He's been hiding it since before the election. He's kept it hidden all the way through because he had lackeys appointed to protect him. There are still lackeys in government doing his bidding. This is why you have a Supreme Court that is now overly conservative. This is the wages of the sin of when you are given two people to to vote for, you make a decision, I don't want to, I don't like this one or that one. 
from now on, hopefully some folks have learned. Sometimes you have to give up what you want for the good of the republic. Not doing that, is, this is the result of not doing that. Constantly having to be in fear of what other people are going to do to control our bodies, our minds, our vote. Okay? I know I'm being a little heavy-handed. Speech over. Before we go, I just want to say one more thing, and then we're out of here. Andrew Cuomo, fucking resign. That's it. Everybody have a great, great month. Star and I will be back next month. Have a wonderful week. Stay vigilant. Serious. And if you haven't been vaccinated, do it. We'll talk to you all next month. Bye-bye. Yay.